Hello and welcome to Stories for Wonderful Children. I'm Dan Wendelin, your host and storyteller. For many years, I improvised a new bedtime story for my children every night. For season five of Stories for Wonderful Children, we're going to do something a little different. We're going to skip forward to 2020, when many children, including my own, had to attend school online. And so, I told them a long three-month story about an online school. As my children were significantly older at this point, you may notice a shift in tone from the earlier stories that you've been listening to. This story has a little more high adventure, a little romance, and some rare mild fantasy violence. Children who are old enough to enjoy the Harry Potter stories or the Percy Jackson stories should feel right at home with this story of Myra and the online school. I hope you enjoy it this last season of Stories for Wonderful Children. Myra's other elective class, the one that was actually fun as opposed to map making, was flying class. Now, she didn't get to learn how to fly personally, of course, but there were a large number of creatures that could fly. And if you were reasonably agile and had a good instructor and ideally something that had already been tamed, you could hitch a ride. The online school had a number of beasts that you could sign up to learn how to fly. And Myra was very much wanting to learn how to fly a zebra lith, which is sort of like a pegasus, except they're zebras. And the stripes go all the way down their wings, so like the feathers alternate black and white. Cool. Myra thought they sort of looked a little bit like a piano when the wings were spread out. So, she went to her first zebralith flying class, and to attend, you went to the stables, and then you climbed up to the roof of the stables, where the stable, the sort of the second aerial stables were kept for the creatures that could fly. Flying classes had their own tuition outside of the school, and that tuition was that you had to come and help shovel out the aerial stables at least once a week. Myra had already paid her dues. She had come and shoveled zebralith manure and hippogriff manure and pegasus manure and wyvern manure, and you get the idea. There's a lot of shoveling to be done in a stables. And so she had helped with the shoveling, and now is her day to start learning to fly. So... Shoveling poop more fun than map making. It's not. Shoveling poop is the tuition you have to pay. It's the price you have to pay if you want to take flying classes as an elective. So, Myra climbed the roof of the stables, and waiting up on the roof was Professor Tarot, who was actually a flying creature herself. She was covered in feathers. And she had both wings and arms and legs. Her legs were very short, and her arms were very short, and her, her 
wings were very large, very broad, but she kept them folded up behind her. None of Myra's friends were in this particular class. Flying class was actually just a couple people at a time. Professor Tarot said, No. In many of your other classes, there is a great deal of theory to learn. And there is some here in flying class, too. You will find and purchase the appropriate care pamphlet for the animal that you are going to learn to fly. But the actual flying is best learned practically, I believe. So come forward, Myra. Myra Myra stepped forward. And Professor Tarot said, Now today we will learn how to get a zebralith out of the stables safely and saddle it, and how to mount correctly. And then at the end, if all has gone well, you may take a first little test flight. Myra was thrilled. She had not expected to actually get to fly in the very first class. But there was a great deal of sort of technical things to learn first, and so Professor Tarot showed her how to open the stable door correctly, and how to lead the zebra lith out, and how to saddle on, how to tighten it so that it wouldn't fall off, and showed her how to approach a zebralith so as not to startle it, and how not to get hit by the wings or stepped on by the hooves. And then the exciting moment finally came. She was up on the zebralith's back, and Professor Tarot said, okay, now if you just Dig your heels in slightly, and take firm hold of the reins. The Sibylith is very well trained. She knows to just make a little circle and come back when there's a new rider. And so Myra held tight to the reins. She dug her heels in just a little bit, and the Sibylith stood there. And Myra said, I think it's broken. And Professor Tarot said, no, no, you just, you have to say, uh, you have to tell it to giddy up. Really? Just like a horse? Well, that's the word she knows. All right, said Myra. Giddy up. And then she almost fell out of her saddle as the zebralith's wings spread and with a massive downstroke lifted them up off the roof of the stables and then they were flying they were not that high off the ground but they were up above the trees and Myra could see the whole of campus spread beneath her as they made a circle she could see the forest off in the distance and she could make out something huge moving through the forest that she thought was probably a giant spider but she wasn't going to she wasn't going to think about it too much, and then they were sweeping back around, and they could see the stable roof in front of them, and they were coming down to land. And Professor Tarot said, that's very good. You did not fall off. Do many people fall off on their first flight? Said Myra. Oh, no, said Professor Tarot. Most not. A few, though. Myra dismounted and then went through the learning how to take the saddle off and how to brush the zebralith and how to dry the zebralith down so that it wasn't uh, wasn't wet when you put it away in the stable and then to put it in the stable and how to feed it 
and by that time class was over. And so she headed down and headed back to the dorm. The next day was her next sneaking class, and she was supposed to learn how to walk very quietly. They were going to practice sneaking on things that were difficult to sneak on. And her homework was to try to make it through piles of leaves because fall was just starting to come on and so the trees were losing their leaves. So on her way back to the dorm she saw one particularly good pile. and She walked up to it and she tried to sneak very slowly through it. And that did not work very well because it was not quieter, it was just slower. So instead of of walking through the leaves, it was but it was not all that much quieter. She tried walking through on tiptoe, which maybe was a little quieter, but not really what you'd call quiet. And she thought, how the heck? Do you walk through piles of leaves? She saw Corin walking towards her. She said, is there a trick to this? To what? said Corin. To walking through leaves quietly? Well, he said, my main trick is not to walk through leaves like this. And he walked up to the pile of leaves and then carefully walked around them. I don't think that was the homework, she said. Are you sure it wasn't the homework? Corin said. He told us to try to walk through piles of leaves quietly to get ready for tomorrow's sneaking class. Yes, said Corin. I think that perhaps he was teaching you that the first thing about sneaking is not to walk quietly through noisy spots, but that some things should just be avoided. Hmm, said Myra. Maybe. Well, I guess I gave it a try. Well, good luck tomorrow, said Corin, waving and wandering off. When Myra got back to her dorm room, Tweety was there. Tweety, said Myra. Yes, said Tweety. Did you do the homework of the walking through the piles of leaves yet? Yeah, said Tweety. And did you do it, said Myra? Yeah, said Tweety. How, said Myra. Well, said Tweety, it helps to have feet made out of very fine-grained sand. That, said Myra, is not going to help me. Sorry, said Tweety, shrug. You want Ask to go- Tweety about deer church and if it actually happened. Oh, yes. Okay. So, Myra said, hey, Tweety. Yes, said Tweety. Um, so I had this dream the other night that you came back and then took me out in the woods in the middle of the night and showed me deer church. Uh Uh-huh, said Tweety. So, was I dreaming, said Myra. How should I know if you were dreaming or not, said Tweety. Well, said Myra, did you come back in the middle of the night and wake me up and take me out to Deer Church? I don't think so, said Tweety. I mean, I'm not supposed to show anybody Deer Church, so I don't think I did that. Um, said Myra. So there is such a thing as Deer Church? I really couldn't say, said Tweety. Don't know or couldn't say, said Myra. Yes, said Tweety. You are not answering my questions, said Myra. That is correct, said Tweety. You're not a very good roommate, said Myra. Sorry, said Tweety. I shall attempt to do better. 
by taking me to Deer Church? Hmm, couldn't say, said Tweety. <laughs> Myra sighed heavily and then sat down with her new pamphlet about the care and feeding of zebraliths to do a little bedtime reading. That is the end of the story for tonight. Thanks for listening to Stories for Wonderful Children. I created today's show, but questions and running commentary were supplied by my children. The theme music was created by Brandon Thompson, and our wonderful logo was designed by Silas Swindelin. If you know someone who might enjoy the show, please tell them about it. Do you want more stories? You can now subscribe to the show and help pick a new story for me to tell every month. The show's website is storiesforwonderfulchildren.com. Until next time, I'm Dan Wendelin, reminding you to tell someone you love a story.